0: All right. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode here on the Lure Lab, a part of the Serious Angler Network. Today's episode is going to be a good one. We have Bailey Eggbright joining us, the main creator of the Serious Angler Network and brainchild of all hard bait fishing. So we figured we'd bring him on here and chat about his selection of hard baits for kayak fishing. As always, I am your host, the captain, Andrew Full. And, uh buddy, it's been a while since I've seen your face
1: yeah brainchild of hard bait fishing that's a interesting title i would i would say the prime example of what not to do do not copy this guy
0: <laughs> i just want to throw some uh comedic, comedic. relief into our listeners to start <laughs> off this episode you know
1: yeah especially since our it's our uh, obviously they can't see it but it's our second time trying to record this hopefully uh my mic that i've never had a single issue with uh besides it's gonna work this time yeah um, man. but no dude it's been good uh, i haven't been on the lure lab since the og days when we were starting it up because you've been rocking it and it uh it's good to be back with the folks that's yeah, so uh, not it's like, on
0: the five and i think this is like 62 or 63 now so we're Damn. we've been going uh headstrong here and it's been really fun but uh no so the reason for the joke was, uh, the reason why I haven't seen you in a while is we took a week off from the main network page, right? Because there's a lot of new things coming there. So I figured we'd preface that before we get into our favorite baits from 2023. And those were the hard baits. But yeah, like what are the changes coming to the big network for those who may have never listened over there to our main show that might be just listeners here and what to look for and maybe the reason why they should jump over there and listen?
1: The uh the main change is the uh the podcast is canceled. No, I'm just kidding. Uh,
0: <laughs> the big change is we
1: took a couple weeks off here because uh, obviously the whole format for 2024 is going to change in regards to uh if anything, really in addition to the show, not much is going away. Um, and so what we're gonna do is we're going down to instead of two episodes a week, we're gonna do one live stream on Tuesday nights where we. Uh, we've been going live on Tuesday nights for a couple years now. Um, we're still going to go live at 8 p.m. Eastern, like always, on the YouTube channel. But it's going to be a longer show, around that two to three hour range, um, from a YouTube standpoint. And what we're going to do is segment it into two parts, where the first part is like we've always done, either have an angler on or have a topic that we're going to discuss from a learning standpoint. Um, and you know, like we're our model that we always like try to to claim is, you know, forever a student. Uh, and so we're gonna have fun with that. You know, keep the the same message that we've had for serious Angler since the beginning, uh, going there. But what we're gonna do is segment the middle and get into a a new or have a second part or a part two to each show, if you will, that is going to be a game show, something more on the fun side. We'll either we'll have our guests stay for that one or we'll have even new guests um, We'll add a couple people to it and have some fun with that. And uh, what we're going to do from the MP3 side for people that are listening on podcast is uh, we're going to splice that in two. So if you listen on podcast, you guys always know we have an upload or two uploads a week, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, We're still going to have that. It's just going to be from the same episode. So uh, we're going to give you the nitty gritty, you know, the juice on a Wednesday and give you some fun on a Friday. Um, So that's going to be the uh, it's going to make Andy and I's lives a lot easier because we got a lot going on. Uh, but we think in the end, it's going to make a better product for you guys. So it's uh, we're excited for it starting next week. It might start a little rough, uh, but you got to start somewhere, right? Yeah.
0: Eh, we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm looking forward to the change. I think it's going to be fun and it's going to add some uh, humor, more humor into our episodes and kind of have like a not so serious feel. I like, feel like at some times, maybe not as explicit, but maybe yeah. a little bit more fun and not so just straight educational and straightforward approach so that'll be a really good uh change of pace but we should digress and hop right in to our hard baits what do you think let's do it so no no order here not one two or three of our favorites just generality so what is one of your top baits from 2023 and why want me to
1: start at my like numero uno or do you want me to lead up to no
0: No, you you can do whatever order you want it doesn't matter All right,
1: I'll start off hot then because the one that uh I I gotta put it at number one for me because had my biggest bag of the year on it. I've been diving deep into it, unfortunately, for my wallet. Uh, I know what you're doing, yeah. (laughs) It's one, it's just like it's been easy to use. Uh, if you know just a relative setup to get started, you can really it could be rewarding, um, from a learning standpoint, but also from a catching standpoint. And that is a glide bait. I know. Some people might be saying, you know, hard baits, glide baits. Obviously, it's relatively the same category, but I'm going to put it in here anyway. Um, and that is the Spro KGB Chad Chad. I got this one here. I think it's the HD. I think it's the Ghost Gizzard. Like I'll have to pull up the color specifically. There's only like three or four different colors of these yeah. things. It could be thread
0: uh, or gizzard, right? It's one of those. It's it, yeah.
1: I'm pretty. I'm fairly certain it's a gizzard. I think it's like ghost gizzard, something along the lines, because it has some translucency to it. Um, but these are about 70 bucks uh, and they are extremely consistent straight out of the package. Um, I believe, honestly, I think these are even still stock hooks on here, uh, yeah, but I posted. They're gamis, first...
0: So they're good hooks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're decent out of the pack. I, I didn't really switch them because honestly, I wasn't really expecting them to work that good that fast. Uh, and it just honestly haven't had the, the need to change them just yet, but uh, posted my first ever solo dirty 30 this year, mixed bag, uh, on this thing, um, with a PB 74 Northern large mouth, um, a over six and a half pounds, small mouth on it too. Uh, it's con- extremely consistent. You can chop it. You can work it slow, uh, slow sink. Um, it's one that is very versatile. And obviously I think if anybody's been keeping up, <laughs> it's been taken off a little bit, uh, since it was, uh, it was dropped. Obviously, you have the KGB version, but the Spro KGB, I feel like if anything, um, and again, I want to put an asterisk on this because I know this community are, are a bunch of diehards and I've been trying to learn it, but this is more consistent than a KGB. If you get a really good KGB, it's unbelievable, but it's a little bit more when you have the production from Spro, you get a little bit more consistent. Uh, yeah instead of board. being
0: a resin it's like that abs plastic i think is what they call it right
1: yeah yeah and i definitely think the kgbs are worth it uh, i just think if you're looking like from like a from my mindset of and more entry level side of a quote-unquote swim baiter uh the spro is the one that's a little bit cheaper but also more consistent if you want to like learn and kind of get used to the style of throwing a glide bait
0: i think your new motto should be bailey if you're not gliding you ain't trying yeah
1: <laughs> 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 I, guess. There's a, I was doing this a lot this year, but then uh, I'm also a finesse guy, so it's kind of full spectrum. <laughs> yeah,
0: full spectrum. Just like You're like yin and yang when it comes to fishing, right? Like, give me a spinning rod or the biggest broomstick I can throw.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. I kind of go all over the place. If you I look at my it. setup, so it'll be like this tiny little Domeki rig, and then there's this big glide bait. <laughs> so what
0: are you throwing your glide bait on?
1: So what I threw this on this past year... Uh, and really this is part of, you know, my journey down the swim bait rabbit hole that I need to, uh, get better with, um, because it really wasn't anything crazy. It was just a simple seven, nine heavy fast. It was actually a, a Fenwick elite rod. Um, uh, and it was, so I know some guys like to use, like, I know the, there's a Dobbins Fury seven, nine, I think it's a seven, nine, five SB that I threw it on a little bit. Like if I wanted to have a couple glide baits, that was another rod. I would throw this on. Um, just a very universal, not too big a glide baits, but something that's not small either because it might be, you know, this might be able to fit in my hand relatively, but it does have some weight to it. You can't just go throw it around with a normal jig rod. You can you can get the job done, but it's definitely better off when you have a longer, more stout rod. Um, I threw 20-pound four carbon. Some guys like that 25 or 25 mono. I'm still, again, just tinkering around with that. Uh, and then just had a Carado K 200. Definitely need to try to beef up to Alexa or a, a Tranks. Uh, everyone's telling me to go to a Tranks. Um, so again, very simple setup. I mean, the rod, reel combination, especially right now with the Carado K is being so discounted is under, I think it's under $400, probably around $330, $350. So um, yeah, pretty simple, man.
0: I like it. Now, are you a split ring guy? Like, do you put the or do you tie direct?
1: I mean, I'm as simplistic as it gets with this. I literally tied straight to it, but I, I definitely had a few guys. Uh, I'll shout out our boy, Brendan Brown from, uh, Brown Bait Co. He was like, dude, you need to use split rings. <laughs> he kind of harped on me a little bit, but he's coming up one of my, uh, my uh liaisons if you will or at least like a
0: loop knot right so it gives it a little bit more something yeah same (laughs) as you would
1: like a top water um definitely need to do that because it'll probably walk even better um but but yeah there's a lot to it it's a whole new world to kind of dive into um cue the aladdin music yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> no, so I just want to throw a side note in there too, real fast. Uh, down in the description, all these baits, rods, reels that we're using will be linked down below. And there's also a code for Sirius10 at Omnia. So if you click directly on the link, it'll take you right to the website. Make sure you use the discount code. And if you if there's anything that you like in these episodes, on every episode it's listed, you can save 10% and buy a bunch of cool baits all at the same place. And they also have free shipping. So that's awesome. And it comes really quick and convenient. But all right. So I guess I'll hop into my um, top hard bait. I don't even know if it's top. But all three of these kind of played a pivotal role for me throughout the year in different seasons. But um, a jerk bait that I come to really, really like alongside with like a Vision 110 is the Provoke 106. I got three different colors that I caught fish on basically all year with forward facing. I know forward facing sonar dirty water I don't remember any names of the baits clear water this is like a albino this is a clear like threadfin shad color than bluegill when I was fishing largemouth lakes and they worked in different conditions um I threw them mostly in the spring but then in the summertime I threw them a lot more because of forward-facing sonar, you can see how fish are reacting. And believe it or not, a lot of crappie will eat these. So it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. that way. But um, real simple setup. I'm not going to get deep into the rabbit hole like Bailey did with his glide bait because I know he loves that thing and everyone right. throws a jerk bait, right? So my setup was an Elf Angler Slasher ten medium action rod <coughs> with a left-handed Corrado MGL 70 with 10 or 12-pound fluorocarbon to help get that bait down to the desired depth that i wanted with it and then uh every once in a while after these hooks stock hooks came on it dolled out i'd switch them out and put owner st 36s on them which all those ones are in the boat so but yeah the sixth sense provoke it's a little bit of a different option of a jerk bait for those who like 110s or even the berkeley stunner which are great jerk baits just gives a little bit different action a little bit different profile Help put a few more fish in the boat and i became a big believer of this jerk bait the past year, so yeah. What's your number Pretty nifty two? man? Oh yeah, yeah I do like to
1: provoke. Um, definitely gives like off the loco,
0: too. The thirteen fishing loco special. Like they all have a time and place.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's becoming one of those things now where it's like you can either have one you have a lot of confidence in, or it's one where it's like now I'm dedicating three to four different setups that are strictly for jerk baits that are going to have. You know, a different brand for a different situation because now with forward facing being able to tell us what fish are liking and not liking, you can kind of give you like if they want a bigger bait presentation. Provoke gives off that bigger beefier bait versus that of like a one ten for mega bass. So like the Provoke definitely gives off something completely different. I want to try their. They have like a more junior size in a. Yeah, they just came up uh, a silent. I, I think. X, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to try that one as well. Yeah, it's um, funny,
0: like, you say that, though, like, in a rotation. I feel like I had a one-time to provoke, a re-range, which is a jackal, and then a stunner, basically, all spring long on my deck. And every day, they would need mm-hmm. a different one in a different color. It didn't matter.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you go, <laughs> go check the Lure Lab page, uh, we have, I think we posted it already. If not, you'll see it. But <laughs> there's a picture of my tackle box with all the different brand jerk jerkbaits. Oh, yeah. It's probably a good 10 different brands that, all will catch fish. So it's, I think uh, in the, in the end, it's about the angler. I mean, there, there are certain times where certain brands will work better than the other. Uh But in the end, it's just all about the the cadence and the angler and understanding that what that fish want. But I will, uh, I'll ride the jerk bait train. Um, like it. It's kind of hard to, I feel like if you're a hardcore bass guy, the jerk bait plays uh year round at this point. Um, and it's one where I feel like fish are seeing a lot of them. Um, they're seeing a lot of mega bass one tens that size, uh, jerk bait. You know, stunners. Um, I did. I did love a Berkeley stunner this year, especially being able to allow that. It sinks. Uh, allow that thing to get a little bit deeper than the rest of the jerk baits I was throwing. Um, but one that I found that I could get bit on, especially when fish would follow it even all the way up to the boat and they wouldn't eat uh, something that's a little bit smaller. Uh, and it's the megabass uh vision 110 plus one junior so it's a lot smaller profile than your standard 110 uh and it seemed like i it wasn't i would get more bites with it and it wouldn't um like big fish would still come up and eat it like it wouldn't be like you're just getting numbers and smaller fish it was you're still getting um those bigger bites um so it's kind of interesting especially those more clear water fisheries you can see how super translucent that color is right there. A little flashy on the bottom. I don't even know the freaking name of it, to be honest. <laughs> you right. it's one of the color. Edo colors, so... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and uh setup, like Andy was saying, is super simple. Um, it was a 610 medium light Abu Garcia um, Veritas tournament. It's about, uh, I think, $150 rod. Um, this Shimano SLX MGL 70. Uh, definitely oh, was dude, really nice. Put for a Shimano reel on an Abu rod. Hey. <laughs> <of> uh, <laughs> that MGL is definitely nicer for throwing the smaller jerk baits. And then 10 pound fluorocarbon. Uh, and I did actually swap out um, the hooks from Mega Bass um, to Ichikawa's. And mm. uh, They definitely seem to weight pretty well on the. What size? Junior. I want to say six. I want to say six. <laughs> There's a step up from what I
0: use. They look a little bigger. So
1: they are a little bit bigger. And that's one thing I found too is that if this thing uh sinks a little bit, I find that to be a good thing. Uh honestly. Um, but they're about the there's a the size that I actually use to put on the back of my spy baits because I use a little bit bigger treble on the back of my spy baits. Um, and I found that honestly, when I was looking at it in the water, it balances just fine, it doesn't take away from the action and uh, if anybody's thrown Ichikawas, uh, you know that uh, about just about every fish is coming in the boat.
0: They also will go in your hand quite quickly. so. Be in the careful. boat
1: and anywhere uh, in your clothes or your body. <laughs> they, yes. they, come near.
0: they feel great. No, that's a fun little jerk bait. I got a bunch of them. I started throwing them a while ago. I just can't find a rod I like to throw them on. So I think I need to get like a lighter action rod.
1: Yeah, so, and so I've used the slasher like you talked about. The Veritas tournament I was throwing is like very much more on that medium light side. Yeah, so, so it's, I have it's one,
0: yeah, I say I have the slasher light, which was designed for those, but I think the hooks still like because I throw it on the stock hooks because I can't find the hook that I like, so I'm going to try upsizing them like you did. But, um, I was always flexing hooks out and losing fish, but they eat that dang thing, like it's nobody's business they love that little jerk bait so yeah.
1: yeah i think the biggest thing on jerk bait um and you can even apply this to top water too is trying to get away with the biggest <laughs> hook you can that one doesn't take away from your action but two as long as they don't touch
0: mm-hmm.
1: they don't touch you're good. good uh and if it doesn't affect the action the more surface area you can get from a gap standpoint on a jerk bait or a top water really any trouble the, the better yeah. Uh, so it does take some tinkering in like being on the water, switching out trebles, seeing how it works, things like that. Again, this is where four facing can come in into, to see what your bait's doing out in the abyss. Cause your bait's going to act completely different with 10 feet of line out versus 50.
0: Yeah. I agree. Silly yeah. jerk baits. Have you tried going down to like eight pound with that junior plus one? Yes. Yeah. Stop <laughs> that's, that's, that's a hot zone that i found with it as well so i'll go to six right. doesn't work pay number two for me is i love top water fishing and i've always been like a huge rio rico fan which is a labina they're very expensive poppers but i found i think a close second so that's gonna be one of my top lures of 2023 was the kvd splash and uh bass fishing hq his page over there tyler talks a lot about this popper the three colors that i have it is the bone there's a black one i forgot the exact name i have it pulled up here but the black it's actually black lab so it's got a lot of like green and silver and gold flake in it and then um the ghost the clear water minnow which is their ghost minnow, are the three colors i use almost always That was the bone or the black if those was low low light slick calm black as the sun came up i threw bone for whatever reason got a lot of bites and then if it feels really sunny and calm that's when i would throw the clear water minnow i like throwing along docks and trees just really target specific rich areas it put a lot of bass in the boat for me from like august through middle of september when i was doing a lot of largemouth trips with clients throwing the long docks underneath trees and not so much open water casting, but real precise, close combat fishing. Setup was the same. Elf angler slasher. Did use the topwater rod a little bit as well, which is a seven-foot medium. I was a 15-pound mono guy. I don't do braid to mono with poppers just because I don't want extra connection knots, etc. cetera. I just want it straight to the lure. And I'm only fishing at 30, 40, maybe 50 feet from the boat at most. So I feel like the motto is not a big deal. You can get away with a little bit stiffer rod, which is the slasher at the tip, deep parabolic bed, uh, along with the topwater rod. So it allows you to adequately, adequately work the bait properly, chugging it along. And this is a really good spitting, chugging popper. And you can actually get the walk side to side a little bit as well if you use like a perfection loop knot on it. Instead of tying directly on. And those are three colors. They caught a ton of fish for me. And then I use uh, an eight to one gear ratio. So after I pop it three or four times. I actually burn it back. And make another cast. Because I find with a popper. They almost always eat it immediately. Or within like three or four feet of the boat. So
1: yeah.
0: That was my number two. Big popper guy. I love popper fishing. Absolutely love it. (laughs) After like. I think like June 20th, I almost always have a popper tied on if I'm inland fishing, like inland lake, largemouth, finger lakes, any type of body of water that has a lot of bluegills. I feel like a popper works really well.
1: Yeah. And there's one thing we've learned, like a buzzbait, it'll work in cold water too. Yeah. Just got to slow it way down. Almost to the point where it's boring to throw. Yeah. yeah. All um, right. Last one, right?
0: Yep. All right. What you got there, kayak guy?
1: Yes. Yeah. So I want to put an asterisk on that. Well, people might say, "Kai, you could throw all this stuff anywhere." Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's I no. Just, I just like is-
0: poking fun of you, Tupperware. Army. I know. Hey, Easy <laughs> no, there, killer. Fine. One of these like, days, my okay, biggest kayak pet peeve. Thing.
1: I'll get you in there. You'll do it one time. I'm gonna fall. Uh, I just I hate the whole. There's a kayak rod, get get out of here. It's, no, they're uh, all honestly, the same. Like, You're doing the same I- thing.
0: I will argue I'm not even gonna argue that I feel like if a company is coming out with a kayak rod and this isn't like any shade on any kayak like any rod companies, I feel like it's just a marketing grab trying to get people to buy products because you can get away with a one piece seven and a half foot rod flipping grass just like you can on a boat. So
1: yeah, I mean I I pawned with a seven ten sitting down in a kayak. Like I can do it standing up, sitting down, it doesn't matter if the rod is good for the the action or the technique, then rock with it. Never seen an issue yet. Uh, okay. So, last bait that I have is one that I've always associated being a springtime bait, but in traveling around the country a little bit, talking with some people, learning with some for some uh, from guests that we've had on Sirius Angler, things like that. Um, I always thought that a uh, lipless crankbait was going to be simply just a springtime lure for me. Uh, but definitely I've learned if there are shad heavy lakes, uh, it is an all year round bait. Where it's one you can, obviously there's different ways you can fish it, um, but it's one, if there is a heavy population of shad, uh, it will work. Um, there might be times where it, some things are better than it, of course, but um, definitely excels I feel like in the spring, um, but nonetheless, uh, I have been trying to force myself to keep this out and ready to go throughout the summer throughout the fall. Uh, and it's definitely, um, proved me wrong in regards to, uh, being quite a good bait anywhere, anytime. This is the, uh, Spro Aruka Shad. It's a smaller one, 65. Um, I don't remember the specific color name. It's basically like a, a translucent sexy Shad really good on super clear water fisheries. Um, This one I've definitely fallen in love with. I mean, I think I like my jerkbait box. I have a lot of traps as well from LV 500s to striking red eye shads. Those are the classics. Can't go wrong with those. And this one just added a little bit different of a a profile for me. And it definitely seems to be a lot louder um, than most of your other lipless crankbaits. So it's. Yeah, um, I think this is
0: where you and I differ with lipless crankbaits is the fact I love one knockers and you want the loudest rattling. I hate one knockers. I don't know why. Yeah. See, and I catch 99% of my fish on lipless with one knockers. So it's kind of crazy, but like in mine and your taste of lipless is completely different. And that's the cool part about fishing in general is like, everyone has their own favorites. I'm a big jackal TN guy. So in in the one knocker red eye shad. Yeah.
1: I got those I picked up, and I've been trying that new Nomad designs. Um, the three, the
0: name of it. I can't remember, but there's like three different ones, and they all do their own thing, right?
1: One's a soft one. One's a, you know, it has a pretty interesting design on top that allows it for some more side-to-side rotation. Uh, it's really cool, actually. Um, might be something you should get Greg De Palm on because he actually won a kayak tournament out of that thing with it. Yeah, that, um,
0: the first kayak tournament he fished, right? And Guntersville.
1: Yeah, bastard.
0: Um, <laughs> but uh
1: yeah, dude, it's just one for me that like you know, in the springtime, I've always found really good success throwing it. Me and everybody else that lives uh around the country throws a one in the spring. And it's one where it's like I'll do straight reel and just some small pops, different cadences where definitely found times in the summer or even the fall when you get fish chasing bait, and they're schooling up on things or they're a population school of school fish that you can just burn the living hell out of it. Um, and they will absolutely smoke it. Uh, so it's one where it's like I always thought. You know, I don't know why it was like this mental gap that once the spawn was over, that a trap wasn't going to work. And uh, it was it's like, hey, just like a
0: jerk bait. We all thought the jerk bait would be done yeah. in the spring, and now we know it. It works all summer as well. Yeah, so, it's yeah. like
1: same you know same thing with speed cranking. It's like oh, it's cold. They're not going to eat it fast. Uh, no, they'll they'll eat it when it goes fast in the cold. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they got to eat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah, that's a good one. I always forget about lipless because, for me, it's a very time-specific thing for me up here in the north. And I throw up like, two weeks and I put it down. And I probably shouldn't because, like, as you're speaking, I'm like, ooh, there's these times on certain lakes where I'm like, I know they're eating shad because they're coughing it up at the boat. Maybe next time I see that, I'll make sure I have my lipless box in because I have an entire lipless box that's got, like, 110 baits in it, Right but I only use it for like two or three weeks of the year. So it's yeah. just like, I got to throw that more. So thank you for the subtle reminder there. Oh, yeah. And then for my third bait. Oh, we didn't, what rod do you throw it on? I forgot to ask. Oh, you. shoot.
1: Yeah. Duh. Um, so I've been on this trend. Uh, I can't, I can't give a solid answer as of right now, but I'll, I'll tell people what I've been using this past year. Uh, whatever reason i used to always throw a seven to seven two foot medium fast for my traps and i was losing a lot of fish that way um now you can get the job done i want to i want to say that like you can throw a trap on just about dang near everything um and you can catch them on it it's just what is my success rate my land ratio what is my percentage of fish that are actually eating it and then also that i'm landing um and so with that, I've been studying a little bit. listening to a podcast talking with people. We've had shows on this. Um, I've been going down that rabbit hole of the longer rod trend. Uh, and I actually got one this year I want to try um, to use it with. Uh, but I've, this past year, I've been throwing a 7.5 medium fast. Uh, it's a medium moderate fast, I should say. Um, and it's been allowing for me one longer cast, but that longer rod definitely seems to, uh, and higher gait ratio definitely seems to stick them better. Um, it allows them to grab the bait. It's almost kind of like that same thought process around a chatterbait mm-hmm. or how you like a glass rod because it allows that fish to get a hold of it first so that it allows your reaction time to be a little bit delayed, uh, which can lead to better hookup ratio physics things that I don't understand. Um, but I got one this year that is a 710 medium heavy moderate fast. Um, I think
0: you're going to like that.
1: It's going to be interesting. I tried it. Um, I give the, the credits out to Joseph Webster on the elites i was fishing with him down in florida uh and i picked up the trap and uh he had it on that exact rod i think it was an uh, abu ike rod that he had it on
0: you could throw i a tried
1: country mile oh my god I but damn near spooled his reel uh and when i hooked one i'm like this feels amazing like <laughs> and he, he he was throwing it actually straight braid too which down there makes sense up here i'm sure you can get away with it you just get more bites probably throwing floro. um but it's one where I definitely want to try that, and it seemed like the success rate of a longer out of the trap was the way to go.
0: Hmm. Yeah, gonna have to try that too. Yeah. There's a mag a mag rebound that Alpha makes. I think is going to be have might be, have to be something I add in the arsenal for trap fishing. I've been throwing it on the chatterbound, which is a seven two, which is fine. I just I don't get as far of casts that I would like, so. Yeah, I might have to go up to the mag Rebound and see if I like that. Yeah, right Interesting. out. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So now that we got Bailey set up, my bait number three this past fall that was really good for me was a spy bait. Um, Ghost minnow, really translucent. You can tell that there's no hooks on this one. It's because I ripped them off and put them on another bait that I got hung up in some rocks. So I got to replace the trebles. But yeah, the spy bait, specifically in the 80 G-Fix, was probably the best one for me. Uh, throwing it on shallow flats, really sunny, calm conditions, and catching a lot of really big smallmouth with it. It's basically your do nothing technique. You're gonna cast it out. You have to find that perfect retrieve cadence, and you just want it to really shimmer and come in real nice and slow and almost hover above the fish's heads, and they'll come up and eat it. Some of the visual bites you get with this, if it's really sunny and clear, is awesome i uh, throwing it on the Elf Angler. As you can tell, I'm very Elf Angler heavy. 7'2 spy bait rod spinning with a size 20 or 2,000 reel, because 2,500 reel. And I like that because I found that I'm able to get a further casting distance because the line comes off closer to the spool, so it doesn't get the big loops as it comes through the first guide. So I'm able to get 20 to 30 more feet, I feel like, with a 2,500 size spool as opposed to a 3,000 or 30 or 40 or 4,000 size spinning reel, because more line comes off and it's not a direct shoot through the spinning rod. So going with the spy bait, even small swim baits, I went down to a smaller reel with like an eight or 10 pound braid. Um, Then I put on a fluorocarbon leader and six or eight pound tests. And you're really able to launch that bad boy out there. It'll put a lot of fish in the boat regardless. And, yeah, spy bait. Everyone should have it in their box for those sunny, clear, calm days.
1: Definitely agreed there. Are you a, you might have said it are you straight mono or are you braid to floro?
0: Braid to for braid casting floral. distance. Yeah. But I'll run with like that. a four to five foot liter, sometimes even eight foot liter on the fluorocarbon. And I really am just using the braid to really launch it out there. So once it gets out of the guides.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I know there are some guys, especially out west. Uh, like the midwest i should say that are big you know kind of like that uh ogs of the hair uh you know and get some canadians that get on this too but there's guys that throw like four pound nanofill that with like a seven six medium light that absolutely rocket launch that little yeah. piece of hair Dude, i used um, to
0: love nanofill for drop shotting if i was casting Cause one, it didn't stretch at all and you could throw it like a country mile further than any mm-hmm. other braid on the market. It was insane.
1: Yeah. But they bring that, I, I bring up the hair. Uh, I totally l- realized I left that off, not making any sense. Uh, they, they throw that smaller nanofill fill um, that exact same setup on their spy baits. Um, Cause it seems like, you know, with those smaller trebles, lighter braid, your hookup ratio can go up. especially when you're talking about a bigger reel, the bigger reel, the better the drag system in it. Yeah. Uh, and when you're dealing with treble hooks on a enraged smallmouth, I mean, it's nice with a largemouth because they might have a better chance to swallow that bait. Where a Smallmouth is going to be eating that thing. Chances are they have the back treble, and they're going to be jumping around doing some hula hoops, and it seems like the braid keeps them connected a little bit better.
0: Yeah, that's where I use the cast braid because it's very similar to the nanofilm being super thin diameter and a 12 strand. So it's super tight weave together. And I use it. In, I think it's in their 10 pound test. And it's like the equivalent of like two pound other braid because it's so tightly woven. I'm able to cast it really far. So mm. yeah, that's why I do there. So do you have any honorable mentions you want to mention before we move on here and wrap up the show?
1: Um, I'll say one that uh I feel like is getting lost in this uh current day of fishing, but I mean people definitely obviously throw it still, and it's still super fun um, is
0: it a tiny glide?
1: No, it's not a tiny glide <laughs> um, it is one that um you know anytime you see a clean like concrete or rock bank that you're just drooling. To throw it and it's a square bill. Mm. Not many. I think I feel like it, it's not talked about anymore. Guys are offshore. This arms race that's going on. uh People are talking about glide baits. Swim baits is blowing up, and it's like you know the jerk bait is blown up since forward facing sonar. Where people definitely still throw the square bill. Don't get me wrong. It's still a like giantly used bait. It's just like one that doesn't get talked about a lot nowadays. Right. And it's some of the most fun you can have. Just burning a square bill down the bank boom 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 and then your rod loads up um i'd say that one is just from a pure uh enjoyment standpoint i love that
0: you know what i am i am a terrible square bill fisherman i can't you don't tell have you have to do anything you just reel.
1: like i don't I mean, I, there's different cadences you can put it into it i but can't tell you the last time i caught
0: a fish on a square bill probably two years ago three years ago it's quite sad i need to throw it more
1: I need to I so what I did this past year, I'll actually throw it out there. The hybrid hunter is one that I've been mixing around a little bit and or especially around grass, but I know some guys that will throw like a KVD, you know, 2.0 or whatever around taking the tops of grass, and they absolutely rack them. Yeah. It's one I need to learn. Mm. But yeah. Mm. What about you? Ooh. you're making me
0: think. Yeah, it's my my honorable mention, something I'm gonna try to pick up and learn more in 2024, and I have a whole box of them sitting right here. Like I, get, I even have some of the like the really expensive fun ones, like a fish everything. Let's pull them out here. These are a jumbled mess. But this is my goal in 2024 is to mess around with these guys a little bit more. Hey. yeah, mess. Got a fish everything. Tato was a tato tattoo tato right here. So as you can tell too i i tie it directly to like a dummy so i need to figure that out but this is probably my favorite color kgb chad chad as i'm making a racket here i love the goat like the bone i've only caught big pike on it you can see the teeth mark in it but yeah
1: bone definitely has its place i feel like in a more dingier standpoint cloudy, like up here yep. in the north like it's i'm going those bigger translucent baits where that one dirtier yeah definitely cloudy you know some ripples in the water windier yep. that thing will glow
0: then i have this one here which i watched a client we went largemouth fishing one day not this exact one but it's a fish everything and this thing's got some incredible action to it to mm. bait. So, yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. I should give you this. Why? Because I want you to catch fish on it. Okay. But
1: no <laughs> I won't say no to free baits.
0: Especially when they're $200 plus. So, right. yeah, I should give it to you. So, yeah, it's yours. Well, next time I see you, I'll make, remind me, I'll give it to you. So, but yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, to wrap this one up here as always down below in the description everything will be linked below with the code going over to omnia series 10 to save you some cash if you like any of these baits or you have them in your wish list of baits to buy here's your chance to save a little bit of money on them including all the accessories and the hooks and stuff will all be linked down below as long as it allows me to put them all in because i know we listed a ton if you're listening on youtube Hit that subscribe button if you're new here. If you're not new or you are new, leave a comment down below, maybe what your top three hard baits were for 2023. If you're on your favorite podcast platform and it allows you to leave a review, please leave us a review. It helps this podcast. It's fishing podcast be seen by more people who like fishing. So, and then, you know, as Bailey shakes his head no, we will see you all next week on the next week's episode of Here on the Lure Lab.